people, after we got finished munching on all that popcorn over the weekend, hopefully you had something to drink with that popcorn. I think I had Sprite. I want to say I had Sprite. Did I have Sprite? Yeah, I had Sprite. Anyway, that's besides the point. You're rocking and rolling right now with the best in the business right here. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith and the man John Ivory. In my own words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming to you from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming to you the show on YouTube. Speaking of a channel, go ahead right now, drop that thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on, hit that little bell so that way you can get all of your news, notes, alerts, conversation, and entertainment on all things Crimson Tide football. We also got you covered on Facebook and Twitter as well, streaming to you, the show. And we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to get into today. I mean, I, I am pumped up. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. We got a lot to dive into. A little bit later on the show, we'll be joined by former Alabama running back Bo Scarborough, two-time national champion. He will be talking about the phenomenal performance that Brian Robinson had against Ole Miss's defense on last week and also his thoughts on Alabama trying to bounce back after some tough news we received today on sophomore running back Jace McClellan. But as always, got to shout out my man John Ivory in the production studio doing his thing on the ones and twos as he always does. And we want to hear from you, the Alabama faithful on this evening. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. Light those phone lines up. 205 205- 448-1358, and one more time, 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you guys at Daily Super Chat Go, $75 Daily Super Chat Go, and Jimmy Cash Money in the bank Clay has already started us off with that $50 donation. Appreciate the love that coming from Jimmy Clay getting us going here on the show, but we now jump into topic number one of the conversation, and uh, that would be today. Uh, Coach Saban, in his noon presser, broke some very tough news, some very difficult news, some some sad news, and it was you know sophomore running back Jace McClellan out for the season. The young man from Alito, Texas, and uh, Jace. Uh, sustained a knee injury in the second half against Ole Miss. He played in the first half, so somewhere between the third and the fourth quarter, not quite sure how the injury transpired, but somewhere between the third and the fourth quarter, McClellan sustained the injury. Now, Saban said after the game that the initial impact wasn't good, it didn't feel right. It didn't look good. But he said, we'll get some MRIs. We'll get some evaluations done on McClellan's knee. And then today, the confirmation comes out. It was it was not good. Uh, McClellan will have surgery on his knee Tuesday. He is out for the remainder of the season. And uh, like I said, this is difficult just due to he was starting to really get into that Josh Jacobs role. If you go back, you look at the stats that Jacobs had the first couple of weeks of a 2018 season and the stats that McClellan had through the first five games of this year, they're pretty much identical. So, you know, Jace was really getting into, into that role of he was strong in between the tackles. He was very explosive, bouncing plays outside. He was good in pass protection. But catching the ball out the backfield and being one of those 
dependable receiving options for Bryce Young. You know, McClellan was doing that. Jays, 191 yards rushing, 97 yards receiving, four total touchdowns, including three touchdown grabs. Coach Saban mentioned he does so much within this Alabama offense. He is such a dynamic weapon, and you are starting to see a great sort of one-two punch with B-Rob having the power and Jace having the speed and explosiveness, pass-catching abilities, kind of a thunder and lightning uh, concept, if you will. So this one, this one stings right here. This one hurts right here. So I definitely wish the best for McClellan. Hopefully the surgery goes well and he is able to recuperate, recover, bounce back, and be able to get back strong or his knee is concerned. But with that being said, you look at the favorite the favorite moniker for the Crimson Tide, next man up. Who is the next guy ready to take on that role, ready to take on that responsibility, ready to grow up and emerge and be that guy for Alabama? If I've said this once, I've probably said this a million times. Coach Saban always brings in a stud, a pure stud, at four different positions. And we're looking at running back, wide receiver, defensive back, and linebacker. So the two running backs that will have to immediately step up, Trey Sanders and Roydale Williams. It's time for both of these two to get ready, get ready, already be ready, because now your time has, has come. And Saban talked about it where Trey Sanders is concerned. He is going to get more carries. He is going to get more opportunities. He is going to get more experience. And he's got to be locked and loaded and ready to go. And not just as a running back, not just as a pass-catching option at the backfield. But the biggest thing that Saban always discusses is uh, how engaged are you when you don't have the football? How engaged are you when you're not getting the ball, when you're not being the featured guy on a play? Are you still blocking? Are you still finding ways to... Help the team win. Help the team be successful. Help the team create that winning culture on the field. And that's going to be the big thing for Trey Sanders is when he does not have the ball in his hands, how engaged is he? What is he doing? Is he picking up blitz protection? Is he blocking for other backs? Is he blocking for receivers? Is he doing something to have that winning culture on the field because he, we know what he can do as a back. I mean, he was a five-star for a reason. He was a big-time weapon coming out of IMG Academy in the 2019 recruiting cycle for a reason. So the big thing for Trey will be when he does not have the football, how engaged is he on the field? As we flip this over to Roydale Williams, the good thing for Roydale is we've already seen him uh, produce big-game numbers. We've already seen – him have sort of that big game potential going back to Southern Miss. Uh, Brian Robinson a bit banged up from the Florida game with some rib issues there, and Alabama chose to go with Roydell at Bryant Denny against the Golden Eagles, and the sophomore from Hueytown High School here in the Birmingham area, what did he do? Oh, he just had 10 carries for 111 carries for 110 yards rushing with one touchdown, averaged 10 yards a pop, and had a long run of 55 yards. So he basically showed you he could handle the work. He basically showed you he's about that life. He's about that business. He can take care of the rock where the Alabama football running back room is concerned. So we've already seen production from Roydale. It's just now 
he's going to get a uh, expanded role. He's going to now get an, an increased role and have extended playing time on the field. So both of those two, Trey Sanders, Rodell Williams, next man up. They got to get this thing popping. They got to get this thing rocking and rolling. But something interesting that Coach Saban brought up was we could also see an emergency player at running back because of how you know Bama start the year five running backs on the roster all on scholarship all healthy but with McClellan down with an injury and with you know Kamar Wheaton the true freshman from Texas uh, having a meniscus injury with his knee uh, before the Miami game so you have both of those two running backs down uh, Wheaton is not yet clear to be back to practice medically uh, medically yet so with you with Alabama now having three healthy scholarship running back Saban mentioned maybe trying some guys in an, in an emergency role now Alabama may not need these guys it may not come to that point but you, know, you want to be ready just in case you want to be prepared just in case for any type of scenario so in terms of emergency running backs I look at somebody like Christian Story, for example. Christian Story at 6'1", 210, 215 pounds out of Lynette High School in Alabama. Story was never Story never played the running back position in high school, but he was a running back in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. He also played quarterback in high school, so he did a lot of running around. And with his size, 6'1", 210, that's good size for a running back. I mean, if you want to put somebody in an emergency running back role, Christian Story kind of has that size to, to do that and operate that and go in that motion. Along with him, I look at somebody like a JoJo Earl, for example. Going back to his high school, going back to his tape at Alito High School, there were moments where the program had him going up and going in motion, lining up as a running back, taking the snap from the quarterback um, in the shotgun and making moves, whether in between the tackles or bouncing plays outside, kind of having that Percy Harvin game, if you will. Percy Harvin, who came out of Florida. Also that Tavon Austin style, Austin who came out of West Virginia. So JoJo Earl could probably suit that role. You even have Slade Bolden who played everything in high school. He probably did everything but sell hot dogs and beer in my mind. But he played everything in high school. So you look at you know, Slade Bolden could probably fit in that role. There's even Christian Leary. Now Christian Leary is a receiver, but since he has not broken into that receiver mode yet, you could probably put Christian Leary at that running back row, have him take some carries, get up and down the field. So it's just, it's just going to be interesting to see who gets called upon to sort of take that job because Saban mentioned today that with Alabama being thin, a little bit now at that position, it may have to look toward somebody on this roster that's got a little experience at running back or has running back type of size or the, the ability to, if we have to go to them, if Alabama has to go to them, they have that type of player. And we've seen this in years past when Coach Saban has taken guys from different positions and he has cross-trained those guys, whether that was Devontae Smith, he was a receiver, but he had him playing ODB in the spring to get him ready to play DB if the time should have called for it. The same thing with Cyrus Jones, among other guys. So we've seen this happen before where Crimson Tide football is concerned. But my thing is, man, oh man, how it would have been great 
if guys like Kyle Edwards and guys like Keelan Robinson and guys like Jerome Ford and guys like Chadarius Towson could have just hung on and stayed at the Crimson Tides program because this would have been a marquee opportunity for those guys. Keegan Robinson, of course, now at Texas. Uh, Kyle Edwards is in, still in the transfer portal. Uh, you look at Shadarius Towson, he's at Texas Tech. And then Jerome Ford is making, he's making the uh, stuff shake at the University of Cincinnati. Now, I understand those guys love to go and pursue, you know, different, go and pursue playing time, going and pursue an opportunity where they could be the guy, and I don't knock them for that, and I don't discourage them for that. I'm just saying that they could have held on just a little bit in this situation, especially when you look at guys like Kyle Edwards and Keelan Robinson. If those two could have held on, Keelan, this could have been his opportunity. Kyle Edwards, this could have possibly been his opportunity, but and we'll see what happens here with that emergency running back situation. But uh, going back to uh, Jace McClellan, definitely uh, want the best for him, get himself healed up. Surgery goes good. He recovers and is able to bounce back. But Trey Sanders, Roydell Williams, ball is in your court. Next man up. Y'all got to get set to rock and roll, lock and load here. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we go to the phone lines to take your calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your interactions, a conversation with the Bama fans. You guys coming out for this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wake that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99, and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. We're back in, folks, from the break on the hottest, on the number one forum, the hottest show on the streets. When you talk Crimson Tide football, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, touchdown, Alabama Magazine. And before we go to the phone lines to take your calls, call statement brought to you by the Blue Ridge Game. We got some super chats to get to right now. So how about my man, Big Bill? 
Bill from New York, that $5 donation helping us out here on the show. And Jimmy Cash Money, bag it up, Clay, that $20 donation helping us out right here. So that daily Super Chat goal of $75 has been met. Appreciate the love shown by Jimmy Clay and our own Bill from New York showing us the love here on the show. But we go to the phone lines now to take your calls. Call statement brought to you once again by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. We grab this call right now. What's going on? How you feeling? What's up? What's going on? State your name and what you call from Steven Bill from New York feeling good awesome you know, man awesome help. man all right one well, you know last time you and I spoke you talked about the offensive line I talked about the defensive line well we both deserve pats on the backs because that's who dominated the game and for weeks you've been talking about Tim Smith and I feel like he really came out of his bag on Saturday I think he was great now, I'd like to move on to the uh, A&M game if I can. <clears throat> I think this will be the biggest test for Bryce because of the running backs being hurt. I'm looking at A&M. It seems like their best players are a defensive tackle, tight end, and a running back. And I think they're going to be trying to slow the game down. So for me, it's up to Bryce to hit those receivers. Our backs are hurt. Kamal Wheaton, coach says he's week to week. You know, I want him to come back. So we're going to have to hit all these receivers, JoJo, everybody. We're going to have to bring them into the game, you know, and Mechie too. I'd like to see big 100-yard game plus out of Mechie. And, you know, that, that's all I have for tonight. Your show is the greatest. And thanks as usual for taking my call. Appreciate Bill from New York for the call right there. I agree. I mean, this game, you're going to have to have sharpness from Bryce. You're going to have to have sharpness from the running backs. The receivers have got to create separation from Medchi to Jamison Williams to JoJo Earl. They all got to create that separation. And even down to, you know, Trayshawn Holden, Coach Saban talked about him, him getting more action on the field, him getting an extended role and extended time. So want to see all of those guys have success here on the field. But we're going to we're going to transition here to this topic as you guys are continuing to get your thoughts in 205-448-1358 and that goes to one Brian Robinson. And John, I left the game Saturday with the biggest smile on my face. And that's not to say I don't have a smile on my face usually because I do, but this time the smile was much more grander just due to uh, last week reminded Brian Robinson why he chose to sign to the University of Alabama in the 2017 recruiting cycle. And in a day and age where you've got the transfer portal, you've got NIL, and uh, if things are not going your way, if you feel like stuff is not being catered to you, you immediately abandon ship and go elsewhere. In a day and age where it's, it's easy to complain if stuff is not happening, B-Rob is a rarity. Because this young man never complained, uh, even though if I was him, I probably would have done it, but he did not complain. Uh, he waited behind uh, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, and Bo Scarborough. Waited patiently behind those guys. And, and I'm pretty sure there was probably moments where people were telling him, your time's going to come, B-Rob. Your time's going to come. Just stick it out, baby. Just be patient. Just be patient. Like, God, dog, I'm tired of this. Patience, nonsense. Let me be patient. Well, hold on. When my time gonna come? But 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 he stayed with it. 
B-Rob stayed with it. He stayed with it, and it was beautiful. I mean, over the weekend, Coach Saban put it on uh, Doug Marone. He put it on the offensive line, and he said, B-Rob, they're going to rush three and drop eight. You go out there and handle your business. And, uh, what, what? I mean, he had a stat line that Trent Richardson and Derrick Henry would be so proud of. 36 carries, 171 yards, no, four touchdowns. I mean, the guy had 12 runs of uh, whether it was a, that resulted in either first downs or, or scores. He had, he had several 10-plus you know, yard runs. He was dragging tacklers. He was knocking guys down. He was running over uh, defenders. I mean, he was one cut, get in, north, south, do work, handle that job. And, I mean, th there were 15 NFL teams at the game. And I was down there with all 15 of those scouts. And, and I mean, their eyes got as big as the moon. I was looking at the Dolphin scout, the Eagle scout, the Ram scout. Uh, it was, there was a lot of them there. And they were like, oh, my gosh. Alabama is still producing running backs. Look, look at this Brian Robinson dude. I mean, a scout from the Senior Bowl was down there at the game. He, he was vastly impressed. And, you know, for, for B-Rob, got – you know, Senior Bowl Offensive Player of the Game. Uh, got Walter Camp, National Offensive Player of the Game. Uh, uh, Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Guy, you know, the Alabama, was one of the Offensive Players of the Week for the Alabama football coaching staff. Several individual honors for the Tuscaloosa native, and he deserved it. He out flat deserved it. And I think this was the matchup that will start to elevate his draft status, will start to elevate his draft value because those scouts were salivating in that press box. They were very impressed. They were very pleased. They liked what they saw. They really liked what they saw Brian Robinson do and put down on the field. And, and he talked about it. I mean, Bama went back to old school smash mouth football. He enjoyed it. U.S. fans enjoyed it. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it, so kudos there to B-Rob. Great performance by him as he continues to uh, get better and better and better at that position there as the leader in Alabama's running back room. But we take a break right here on the show, folks. Don't touch that down because when we get back, we sit down with former Alabama running back, two-time national champion, Bo Scarborough, to get his perspective on B-Rob's performance and more. You'll hear from Scarborough right after this. start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth quarter.com it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the fourth quarter.com get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. 
We're rocking and rolling, folks. Back in from the break on a Monday, getting that work week and Texas A&M week started off for you correctly, but also recapping the uh, dominant performance that Alabama put on Ole Miss over the weekend at Bryant-Denny Stadium. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Got to shout out Cliff Reese. Cliff Reese, that five. Dog donation helping us out here on the show, showing us the love. And right now, we go to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up my man, the real OG, one of the heavy hitters in the game, one of the best running backs of the Saban era. We're talking about a two-time national champion, the man from T-Town himself. We got Bo, that dude, Scarborough in the building. My man, Bo, what's going on? Man, what's going on, Steven? How you doing? I, I can't complain, man. I'm doing awesome. Happy to have you in here. Happy to have you in here, my man. So we, we look at this right now. Your boy, Brian Robinson, fellow Tuscaloosa native, he, he went off. I mean, it, it, was as if oh, Nick yeah. Sab- it was as if Nick Saban told the offensive line, hey, block for this guy because this guy is about to have his big moment, and he did it. 36 carries, 171 yards, four touchdowns, just a man amongst boys out there. NFL scouts were very, very pleased with what they saw, but just how proud are you of your guy getting his moment, and just taking full advantage of it. Man, I'm very proud um, proud of um, Brian Robinson, man, for, you know, his attitude, how long he waited, you know, the physicality that he brought to the game. The guy ran 110% every down, every play. You saw him out there hustling. This guy breaking tackle left and right. The guy bouncing off his thighs, like I told you a few months ago that they were going to do. And this guy carrying guys for 20 or more yards and falling for at least five. Come on, you can't do nothing but give Brian Robinson credit. I told you he's going to be one of the top running backs in the draft. And um, this past Saturday, he's been showing it. And he's going to keep it going because he's starting to get his confidence. He got his swag on. And he ready to roll. He got his head down. He's a hard thumper. I'm ready for Brian Robinson to only take over this team, man, and have the team on his back. And that's what I see. Um, that's what I see going here in a few weeks. So, Bo, j- j- just sticking with that right there, sticking with B Rob, because B Rob is a rarity in today's age of football when you got the name image likeness and you have the transfer portal and you have so many guys that feel like okay if I'm not getting my way if the team is not catering to me then let me bounce there but you see B-Rob stuck it out stayed patient stayed loyal though I'm, I'm sure he had those conflicting thoughts in his mind should I stay or should I go how hard is it in this day and age, to be patient, and how much of that do you attribute to, you know, Brian Robinson's toughness of not letting, uh, you know, the society kind of dictate what he wanted to do? Well, you, you got to be missing the scroll, and that's what Brian Robinson is. You know, he was committed to um, Alabama, and he stuck with it, and that's the school he went to, and, and he the native of Tuscaloosa. So it rolled high all day. I don't think – you know, that he had a doubt in his mind that he was going to leave, but Brian Robinson stayed committed to his team. And that's what, you know, people don't, you know, think about. It's the commitment and the effort and the toughness that we bring to the game. And Brian Robinson, he committed to Alabama. He committed to doing what he do. He waited. He waited his turn, you know. And when he came in the game, he did what he do best. And that run people over and told people on his back. 
Brian Robinson did just that. We're joined here by, but we were joined here with Bo Scarborough, former Alabama running back, two-time national champion, 2015 and 2017 with the Crimson Tide, talking one Brian Robinson, his performance against Ole Miss and more. But, but we also got some sad news today. Jace McClellan, a true sophomore running back, sustained a knee injury in the matchup against Ole Miss. The injury will require surgery. He is out for the season, according to Coach Saban. Now, I know Bama's got uh, uh, Trey Sanders and Roydell Williams that will be kind of those next guys up, but when you played at Alabama and uh, during your time when there were injuries in that running back room, how did you and the guys around you keep that focus and that mentality of, yes, one of our guys is is hurt, yes, one of our dogs is out, yes, one of our brothers is down, but we're not going to allow this injury to, you know, offset what we're trying to do, which is ultimately, you know, win that national championship, win every game, and compete every game. So when you had injuries in that running back room, Bo, how did you guys go about handling that? Next man up. And he got to be ready to go. He got to be ready to fill those shoes with his brother. He got to hold it down for the running back room. He got to be ready to step up. He got to be ready to take the role and play his role very well. That's what he got to be ready to do, and that's what we did. We was ready when our number was called because we knew we was up next. You got to know that you up next, so you have to be ready when your number is called. If you're not ready, don't come on the field. And that's what we hold each other accountable in the room. If we wasn't ready, we wasn't going. So if you're ready... Strap your brand boots up and get ready. Absolutely. Well, that's that's going to be the job there for uh, Roydell Williams and Trey Sanders. Got to be ready to take that field and uh, and uh, really cushion that blow of not having Jace McClellan out there on the field. The young man who's having a really good year prior to the injury. But I, I kind of want to get this back to, to B. Rob for just a second here, Bo. And it's you know he, he's he's not much of a talker, but it's when he gets on that field, uh, he knows the space that he's in. Uh, he knows the, the confidence that he has. He knows the type of, the type of playmaker that he can be. And uh, when, when you were there with him, Bo, when did you start to notice B-Rob, if he ever gets his shot, if they ever just turn him loose, this guy can really carry this thing. This guy can really tote this thing. So when did you notice B-Rob really show that type of ability when you were there? He freshed me in when we scrimmaged in the spring before we played the A-Day game. You know, when he came in, he already had the size and, you know, the physicality, so he just had to get the mental stage down. And, and man, I already knew once I seen him run the ball, you know, I saw him run the ball in high school, and, you know, he, he going to do what he do. He, he going to do what Brian Robinson do. But when I saw this guy in spring practice, I knew he was going to be something special. And he knew that, you know what I'm saying, he was going to be something special. So, you know, that's why he stayed committed to himself. Brian Robinson, huge game for him against 
Ole Miss, 36 carries, 171 yards, four rushing touchdowns, and a number of individual weekly awards for him. Outstanding performance on the fifth-year seniors, Ian Bond. We are here with Bo Scarborough, former Alabama running back, two-time national champion, 2015 and 2017, talking about his guy, Brian Robinson, and also what Alabama's going to do in that next-man-up mentality in that running back room, uh, uh, cushioning the blow left behind from injuries to Jace McClellan and also one Kamar Wheaton. But, Bo, as always, man, we appreciate you coming on, giving us your energy, your passion, your excitement for your guy, Brian Robinson, and this entire Bama running back room as you've been able to watch these guys. As always, man, take care of yourself, brother. Be good, man. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. And roll, tie, roll, baby. Absolutely. Bo Scarborough joined us here on the show talking about Brian Robinson uh, and this running back room, that next man up mentality. It's time for Rodell Williams. It's time for Trey Sanders. The clock is on them. The micro, uh, the magnifying glass is on them. They are under the microscope. They got to do their job in making sure that this team continuing to win football games and push forward. We take a break right now on the show. People don't touch that dial because when we return, we dive back into those phone lines to take your calls, your thoughts, your your interactions, a, a conversation with you, the Tide Nation. It's coming after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Roll! You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Look at all these great players at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm gonna be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. And people, we are back in from the break of a number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine on a Monday. Appreciate Bo Scarborough, former Alabama running back, two-time national champion in that last segment. Outstanding uh, conversation with him. Got me pumped up. Got me wanting to put a jersey on and be an emergency running back. You know what? Calm down, Stephen. Calm down. You know good and well if they put you on that field, Kendrick Black should go light your butt up and be going to be in the hospital. So let's, let's, calm, let's calm down here, Stephen. You're not ready to get on the field. But I am ready to talk Crimson Tide football 
with you guys. We go to the phone lines now to take your calls. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. We grab this call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Stephen M. Smith, it's Justin Riley. I'm feeling great because I'm in Mississippi right now and things are quiet. I love the quietness from the Rebel crowd. We shut them down. I'm, I'm a happy guy right now. I mean, that was a good game, Justin. That, that, that was a good game. Now, honestly, I, I, I would have really wanted that shutout because of how well the defense played in that first half. And I know Saban talked about it, got to have that complete game, got to have that relentless stuff from start to finish. And I think this team will definitely get there. But for all of the worry and the concern about, oh, man, Ole Miss is going to drop 40 on them and to hold Ole Miss under 30 and to hold them under 300 yards offensively, I'm okay with that. Absolutely. And to piggyback off that, I have to give my props to my man, Henry Toto. Man, that he came to play. He was intense. He was physical. And, man, people knew where he was on the field. And I just loved what he brought to the table and really served as the main catalyst for that defense doing what it did Saturday. No, absolutely. What I was the most happy with him, Justin, was there was a play where Ole Miss ran the option and To'o was like, I remember this mess from Florida. I ain't letting the same thing get me again. And he was able to make a huge tackle for loss. So, so you're seeing even the growth on, on his end, uh, you know, not letting the same thing get him twice. Oh, without a doubt. And I, and I loved every minute of what he did. And Big Phil got in on the action too. Man, he, he was ready to eat and boarded he feast. Loved his dominating presence up front. Enjoy what he did. Enjoy what the entire defensive line did. But appreciate Justin uh, Riley for that call right there, calling out of Jackson, Mississippi. Appreciate him. We take this call here. You are live on the show. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. What's good, Stephen A? It's your boy, Senator Hines, man. You know what time it is, bro. <laughs> I know what time it is, man. I know. Hey, man. I told the Alabama fan base to calm down last week. Everybody worried about Pete Golden and uh, play calling against Lane Kiffin. Pete Golden, Nick Saban, the whole staff from last year learned they lesson. And the thing is, you're not going to beat Saban with the same thing twice. The fact that you were able to hang the first time and you threw it everything you got and still couldn't win, it just gave me more confidence. And knowing that our defense was a lot more mature this year, it made, it made me feel a lot more confident going in. But if you look at the the way our defense played, there was so many. It was so many times where we could have tried to seize the momentum by sending the extra blitz, but we stayed disciplined even in our play calling. Not just the players, but the coaches stayed disciplined. Um, Bill O'Brien, his his uh his offensive play calling to close the game out in the second half was was so beautiful, and we had fans complaining about it. I'm like, you don't give a high power offense like Ole Miss the ball back. You know, we were fortunate to to get a late fourth down uh, stop in the first drive. But uh, to to handle the offense like we did in the last to keep the ball away from them, the time of possession was so in our favor in the second half. Man, Ole Miss couldn't have came back even if they, if they wanted to. You know, so 
we got to just continue to trust the process. Process, just like Saban tells the players, the fans got to do the same, man. I really the, the last two weeks in the door between uh, Southern Miss and Ole Miss, Bill O'Brien has really opened up this game plan, and people are starting to see. Okay, now I get why Coach Saban brought him in here and replacing Steve Sarkeesian. Bill O'Brien is starting to get comfortable. Bill O'Brien starting to get very comfortable there in the game. I appreciate Senator there for that call. Our own Senator Hines calling in, giving his thoughts here on the show. We take this, we take this call here. You're live on the show on a Monday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Steve. My name is Robin from Mobile. <laughs> Rob, what's happening? Well, the game uh, went down pretty much like we thought it would. Uh, like Senator said, is uh, you, you can't beat Nick Saban the same way twice. You have to uh, come up with some new wrinkles or something new. And I think, of course, but Kiffin had no choice. I mean, he knew he didn't. Ha- he knew he didn't have a defense to stop Alabama for four quarters or even one quarter. And he knew that if he um, there's no way to beat Alabama for his team is to outscore them. He didn't have a Georgia defense or a Georgia player, and without that, you're not stopping Alabama for four quarters. So he knew the only way he could have a chance was to uh, score when he had to, when he uh, scored any opportunity, not give uh, give up as few uh, possessions as he could because he knew uh, okay, like you said, doesn't matter if Alabama score from the twenty five yard line or from the uh, from their own goal line, they're going to score. So <laughs> so giving the Alabama any possession was just well, he thought was just no way he could win, and of course he was right. Now, it didn't matter whether Alabama had the ball, they were going to score. Brian Robinson, uh, you know, Najee Harris got into beast mode for the rest of the season at right after during Ole Miss. Before then, he hadn't had a hundred yards rushing. <laughs> and Ole Miss game, that's when beast mode started, and it continued on for the rest of the season. Hopefully, with Brian Robinson, hey, beast mode, beast mode has now begun, and we'll see it for the rest of the season. Uh, and the, uh, because Bryce Young again is cool hand Luke. Uh, steady as cute as cool as a cucumber, cool as ice. Um, still, hopefully, he'll get into the way he'll want to take off and run more. Um, but uh, maybe saving it for Georgia when he, you know, when for them when the playoff and he had, and he has and all the marvels on the table. Because maybe that you know the interception. Okay, if you just maybe get five yards and let uh, Will Rocket do his thing, that would have been a better option, you know, versus trying to force one. And we don't get the ball. And we lose the ball. But that's okay. Okay. We were so far ahead. It didn't matter at that point anyway. The 42 to 21 score, it wasn't even that close. It wasn't close in 42 to 21. It wasn't that close. Alabama was clearly way um, uh, more than uh, three touchdowns better than Ole Miss. And again, Lane Kiffin knew it. But the uh, defense still, I mean, they played outstanding. No, no doubt about it. Best game of the season. Still a few missed tackles that. Uh, you know, you, you can set them for losses. Even though as brilliant as they played, if you clean up some of those missed tackles, then we can, you know, it, it, it would have been even a greater embarrassment for Ole Miss. But overall, still a great job. Uh, the team uh, is clicking at the right time. And these next two games for Alabama and Georgia is going to tell us a lot about both teams. Okay, Alabama, you're going on the road again in a hostile crowd, with a, with a, and you're not going to be able to hear and all that stuff. How these how Alabama and Georgia wins these next two games will tell us a lot. They we're fully expect both of them to win, but it's how they win that's going to tell us about the two teams going down the stretch. 
if Alabama just destroys Texas A&M, as they should, then good. We're good to go. Don't let Texas A&M overachieve the way we let Florida overachieve in that get in, in the swamp. Florida should have gotten as many points, and that game should have been as close as it was. We let them overachieve by losing focus. Let's, not, let's show that we that you guys have focus, and you're not going to let uh, Texas A&M do it. And Georgia, this will be the first real test they've had on the road against a defense that could probably shut them down just the way Clemson did. They got to start showing, okay, hey, when you when you meet a defense that won't let you run, do you have the offense that can get you more get you 21 points anyway? Because right now I haven't I don't know yet. So let's see. So let's see what happens. Okay, you're on the road in a hostile environment. Let's see what you do with that old with that George, and let's see what you if you guys are all if you guys are as big and bad as you think you are. It's going to be really interesting to see how both these teams win the next two games. Good thoughts right there, Robert from Mobile. Thoughts on Alabama Ole Miss. Thoughts on Alabama moving forward. Just a lot of good thoughts in that conversation uh, as a whole. Guys, shout out my man Spencer Reveley with that $5 donation. Giving us the love here on the show. Appreciate that. From Spencer, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We go to this topic here, and it's, you know, Alabama has a lot of strong players in the NFL. They have a lot of great players in the pros, but but two guys I'm going to pull out right now, Mac Jones and Trayvon Diggs. Mac Jones went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady on Sunday night football and should have won. Mac Jones had two touchdown passes. Yes, he threw a pick. Wasn't his fault. Tampa Bay had a free rusher in Devin White. Uh, New England couldn't pick it up. Mac has to get rid of the football. The ball could have still been caught by Nelson Aguilar, but he did not make the catch there, and the ball gets picked off. But the point being, this was supposed to be Tom Brady's moment, Tom Brady's big homecoming. Tom Brady returns to Foxborough and puts it on Bill Belichick. It did that happen. I mean, Mac Jones had a darn good game and, and, and took the Patriots down inside the Buccaneers' 30-yard line, I believe it was. And it's fourth and three, and everybody's like, Belichick, go for it, go for it, go for it. I mean, yeah, the TV, he puts the kicker out there. And the kicker from 56 yards, doink. No! Why? The kicker out there and he doinked the field. Just, just, just took it from Mac Jones. Just, just took it from Mac, from, from Mac Jizzle, man. You, you, don't, you don't do Mac 10 like that, man. You, you let that man go for it on fourth and three to try and win the game. That's on Belichick, man. That, that, that's all on Bill Belichick right there. But what, what a game by Mac Jones. And then Trayvon Diggs is quickly becoming the best cornerback in football. I mean, was drafted in the second round in 2020 to the, to the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, we all knew for the longest of time, the biggest weakness of America's team has been its defensive secondary, but not anymore. I mean, Trayvon Diggs has recorded one interception in each of the first four games of this season, including picking off Jalen Hurts of the Eagles for a touchdown. So Trayvon Diggs is playing big ball. Mac Jones is playing big ball. Got a lot of Alabama players in the NFL 
playing big ball. So Nick Saban continues to have his greatest recruiting tool. You want to go to the NFL? You might want to find yourself to the University of Alabama because we, 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 it's going to put you in the league with the pros. But we go to a break right here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that dial. When we get back, I will get into my thoughts on the Alabama defense and the way it improved, stepped up, and performed against Ole Miss as it makes that push now for Texas A&M. We'll wrap it up with the defense after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And we're back in from the break here, folks, in the number one form for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine, getting that work week started for you correctly on a Monday. Texas A&M week also recapping the Ole Miss matchup as well. So doing a lot here, doing a lot here and giving you your entertainment for Alabama football. But before we get into the final thought here or the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. So for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Crimson Tides National Championship from the 2020 campaign, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. Now, this means you grab you an 18, 11 things, folk, hoodie, T-shirt, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts. Designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back. You head on over to TDAware.com. Do it right now tdaware.com and go over championship connections merch tab and you get you that gear today showing that support for coach saban the university of alabama the student athletes and us here at touchdown alabama magazine but we now look at the alabama defense and the performance that that group put on against ole miss i mean all throughout last week people what was the conversation? This Ole Miss offense, oh my word, this Ole Miss offense. Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral, Jeff Levy, you can't stop them. You can't stop them. Ole Miss is going to come into Alabama and score 40 on them. You had people like Chris Doring, former Florida Gator wide receiver. You had Aaron Taylor, CBS Sports analyst. You had Lee Corso, all the national talking heads saying big upset. Ole Miss is going to pull it out over Alabama, and you get inside the game, and that was nothing like 
what they thought it was going to be. I mean, what a job by the Alabama defense. You're talking about giving up just 21 points, giving up under 300 yards offensively. Ole Miss was a combined seven for 19 on third and fourth down. Uh, I mean, they, they, they just could not muster up any type of, of consistent offense on the field. I also got the locker drop question right. When I said Bama would get at least one turnover, I got that one. And we also got the one right where I mentioned Bama would hold Ole Miss under 30. We got both of those two absolutely dead on the head in terms of lock or drop. But Pete Golding did it. Pete Golding did it. I mean, the whole week it was, I don't know about Coach Golden, man. I don't think Coach Golden can hold Lane. No, Lane a mastermind. Lane a mastermind. I don't think Coach Golden can hold Lane. Pete Golding, he did it. He did it. So a slow golf clap for Coach Golden. He did it. He did it. Now, of course, the Alabama Nation is going to still stay on Coach Golden's head because you want a continuation of this defense getting better and better and better playing that complete game style. But for now, Pete Golding did it. He went out there, held the Ole Miss offense to under 30 points. But more so than Pete Golding, how about the job of these defensive linemen? Fidarian Mathis, Tim Smith, and Byron Young. All three of them brothers was on one on that defensive line. Phil Mathis had the strip sack of uh, Matt Corral. I think he also had three to four tackles, five tackles in the game. You know, Phil Mathis was doing his thing on the field. And then Big Tim Smith, this brother's got some Barmore. He's got some Christian Barmore in him. Four tackles from Tim Smith, including a huge tackle on fourth and one. He hit Jerrion Ely so hard. I felt it in my soul how hard he hit that dude. So, Tim Smith, big game from him. And then Byron Young. To me, one of the nastiest, fastest dudes upon the snap of the ball on the defensive line. I think he had four tackles. He had a, a couple of tackles for loss. I mean, he was just out there wrecking havoc in the game. A couple of quarterback hurries as well. So, Phil Mathis, Tim Smith, Byron Young, all three of those young men played exceptional. Did a great job frustrating Matt Corral, stuffing Ole Miss's run game, having that offense frustrated all game long. And then, from there you go to Henry To'o To'o, he looked better. He played better. He had a bounce-back game from the Florida uh, matchup in Gainesville. Toto, to he looked better. Ten tackles, did have a tackle for loss, did have a quarterback hurry. He looked better. He played better. He, there, there's still some areas of his game where he has to improve on. There's still some areas of his game where he, that he can get better, that he can fine-tune. But coming from the Florida game to this matchup against Ole Miss, you have to say Henry T played better. Better effort, better focus, better intensity. He hit the holes. He made the big stop there on the option pitch play. He played better on the field. Now, bigger than Henry Toto, Drew Sanders. This cat is coming into his own. I know it stings not having Christopher Allen on the field. But Drew Sanders is coming into his own as an outside linebacker. 
five tackles, two quarterback hurries. He probably didn't have a whole bunch of tackles, but Drew created a bunch of chaos on the field because every time uh, Snoop Connor or Jerrion Ely or uh, <clears throat> the other running back that Ole Miss had was trying to bounce the play to the outside, they couldn't bounce it outside. Why? Big 20 was right there winning that edge setting that edge uh he was getting pressure to matt corral in the pocket just drew did a really good job drew did a really really good job and he's only going to get better and he's only going to get more confident and he's only going to get more aggressive with his style of play so drew sanders coming into his own at that position and even in the the defensive secondary for alabama Jalen Armour Davis, Jordan Battle, and uh, DeMarco Hellams, even improvement where those guys are concerned. Ole Miss went after Jalen Armour Davis a lot in the game, and the young man from Mobile, he held his own. He held his own. Now, that pass interference call on him was a bunch of baloney. I, th that ball was not catchable. The, the, uh, the, 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 his feet and the receiver's feet got tangled up. That, that, that should not even be caught. I mean, that ball was uncatchable. Ole Miss got 14 points in that matchup off penalties that should have even been, that should have not even been called in the game. But Armour Davis held his own. I was pleased with you know, how he was able to go out there and perform. And then with Battle and Helms, DeMarco Helms played better. After you know, the, the, the issue there, once again with Florida, being out of pocket at times in that game against Florida, a lot of times, came back against Ole Miss. Helms played better. Helms made some big hits in that game. He was coming downhill with bad intentions. He played better. He looked better. There was some improvement on his part out there on the field. And the same thing with Jordan Battle. He had a strong game. He had a solid game. So you're starting to see all parts of this defense come together. And we knew on paper prior to the season that this defense had a chance to be really good. We knew on paper prior to the season that this could be a strong unit, a strong group defensively. The questions were how quickly can this group jail? How quickly can they come together? And they're, they're starting to kind of mesh now. All they need to do is take what they've done in the first halves against Miami and Ole Miss and, and turn out a complete game on the field. And I think they're going to do this here sooner rather than later. But as always, Bama fans, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Uh, Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will be back on Wednesday continuing the conversation that is Tide Football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're also trying to get the fresh edition 
print edition of TDA, the magazine. You can do that by going to touchdownalabama.com and click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description as well. If you're also trying to get your hands on the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys at weownthefourthquarter.com. That's weownthefourthquarter.com. That link in, in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue. School in. Continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, enjoy the Monday night. Enjoy the football game in the NFL coming on tonight between Raiders and Chargers. But until next time, folks, so long, everybody. You've been listening to In My Own Words.